Hey, hey, hey. This is Christina Combs with Beauty in a Bible. I pray that the Lord will bless, bless, bless any and all who listen. Please, please, please do a written review at the end of the episode. And that will help get the word out to anyone that has not listened. I pray many, many blessings upon you guys, and I love you so much. Thank you so much for supporting my podcast, and I hope you have a wonderful day. So it's been, it's been a while. I'm sorry, guys. I got a million excuses a million maybe even a million and one excuses I don't know but you know who didn't have excuses Jesus didn't have excuses when he died for us so you know what I have no excuse I have no excuse no matter what the circumstances no matter what I've been going through I have no excuse for why that I haven't been on here. I can't say that I'm not going to have a breakdown in this one. Because I might. It's been coming. My heart's really heavy. I didn't start this one off like I usually, usually do. Pray for me. I don't know how long this episode lasts. It may go on for a while. It may not last. But a few minutes. My father-in-law passed January the 1st, 2022. It's not been easy. It's not been an easy road at all. My husband... My husband has took it harder than what he really would like to admit. And he probably won't ever admit. But actions say a lot more than words. This is the only time that I've actually had time by myself. And I've already heard my kids coming through the hallway. You know. Because Lord knows, you know. They're on a roll this week. Like a roll. Yes, I'm still sniffling. <laughs> As I always do. Always. Um, I've had a breakdown coming. I like, I feel it. This is one part of... PTSD that never comes easy. This is one part. This is one part of depression. This is one part of depression and anxiety. That nobody ever really talks about. And that they hide in their bedroom. 
or in their bathroom or a lot of times I'm in my shower with the water going and my Apple Music playing to where that no one really hears me. But God hears me. And I don't always have to use words to get across to him what I'm struggling with. And that's something you guys need to learn as well. It's okay to have bad days. It's okay to not be okay. Nobody's perfect. We all struggle. I put on this look daily like, you know, most people, if they've worked with me or if they've been around me in general, they never see this side of me. You never see this side of me. If there's tears coming out of my eyes, it's most likely because I was angry. And when I get mad, I'm a crier. Like, when I'm really mad, like, I'm a crier. And when the tears start coming, that's when it's hard for me to do like the Bible says and turn the other cheek. But I have had a really, really rough couple weeks and my husband has as well. And I'm trying my best to, you know, ask God for patience and understanding and to help me, you know, and to help me to bite my tongue. He hasn't worked in a couple weeks, which, of course, his job doesn't pay like most jobs do that actually appreciate their employees and will actually pay, you know, pay you something when you have a situation such as this. You know, you get family leave or whatever. His job doesn't pay that. But um, he's back and forth with if he's even going to continue working at this place of employment. Where he works at, he, he works with a lot of people with mental health problems and they tend to put him with the, with the men that like to hit and, and just give you a really difficult time. And, you know, honestly, with him just suffering a loss, and of course he's upset, he may not want to admit that he's angry, but he's angry. He's sad, he's hurt. And you know, truly the last thing he needs to be doing is being with a man that's say seven foot tall, you know, taller than he is. He's like six foot something, this man's a good foot taller than him or whatever, big old man. And, like, he's already, you know, <laughs> took anger out on several, you know, of the other workers the resident has. So the last thing that somebody with anger and dealing with loss needs to be doing is dealing with someone else that's extremely angry, you know, and that only knows how to deal with anger with violence. <laughs> Josh has anxiety, and he has depression. He doesn't really talk about it. 
so it's been hard. It's been really, really hard. And I'm not a really good, I guess you could say, comforter. Like I'm one of those that, like, I used to be able to communicate really, really well. I used to be able to talk to people really good. But after my divorce and what I went through in that marriage, my marriage before this one, I became very silent. Very, very silent. And it changed me in a lot of ways. Honestly, not necessarily for the good, I don't guess, because I used to be more outspoken and I was more of someone that was like I would go absolutely out of my way to help people or whatever but like I've gotten and you're probably thinking Christina you've been divorced for three three I guess three years now two Two and a half, three years now, I guess I've been out of that since 2018. But um, this is the thing that a lot of people don't realize. A lot of people are so quick to judge and be like, oh, well, it's been years. You should be over that by now. It's not... It's not the relationship that I'm not over. It's all the damage that was done. That everyone thinks that you should just be over. But that's the thing about PTSD is. I'm sorry you guys. You're going to have to bear with me. That's the thing about PTSD is that. There's things that are going to happen that can be years from now. And you're going to have a flashback and you're going to think that you're right back in that same situation. And it's going to come down to fight or flight. You know, do I comfort this person? Do I speak? Do I talk to them? Do I hug them? Or do I just go in the living room like I trained myself to do, you know, a few years back? Do I just go in the living room and sit quietly and not, you know, not engage with that person? I don't touch that person, you know. Guys, I'm still struggling intimate-wise. Like I've told you, like, I have to let God in my intimacy with my husband now because my ex-husband, he didn't want to be touched at random. Like, I couldn't just walk up to him and rub his back or rub on his leg or, you know, some of us women, you know, just like a man, when we are you know, sexually attracted, you know, we want to be intimate with our spouse. Like, I like my husband to grab my butt or to rub on me or to come up from behind me and hug me or whatever. So, like, 
I struggle because my ex-husband, he didn't want me touching him normally, intimately, anything, unless he told me to do so. Like, if I was to lay my hand on him, you know, to rub his back, or if I was to try to, you know, rub his penis, I'll just go ahead and say it, because I don't have anybody under the age of 18 that listens here. But, I mean, if I, you know, wanted to touch him sexually or whatever, I had to have permission to do so. Because if I randomly touched him, then he would push my hands away or whatever or tell me to stop so it's very hard when you have been trained that way it's hard to come out of that so like even if we're just kind of playing around or whatever it's very hard for me to be intimate with my husband that I have now because of how that my mind is trained from before Something that he may do in a playing manner or joking manner just sends me plumb back, sends me backwards. It's so hard to explain exactly. Some of you guys may understand it. Some of you may be like, well, she's just crazy or whatever. She's just living in the past. That's not it. That's not it at all. That's where a lot of people judge people with mental disabilities you know with mental health that they don't fully understand what that person is going through mentally let alone physically but like it's it's been hard for me to comfort my husband I guess in a way that he actually needs and that he would want because of the way that I have trained, well, not necessarily me, but my ex-husband had trained my mind to think and react to things. Like, it's hard and it's difficult. But I know that the Lord will help me. I know He will help me because He is. It may not be, you know, snap of your finger perfectly fixed how I think it should be, but it's all learning experience. And the Lord's helping me and he's guiding me. Um, But like it's just been a really, really bad week. And well, a couple weeks actually. And like I, I have worried over bills. Because I went from being a mom that worked and paid all of her bills, took care of her children on her own, no child support, no help from the dads, you know, like whoever I was with, I I didn't ask them for help. I did it all on my own. And it's hard to go from being a mom that did all that to being someone that literally It's hard to go back to being someone that can't physically do that anymore. So not only has that bothered me physically, my back, 
but it's really affecting me mentally because I feel like that I have let my kids down. I feel like that I have let my husband down because, you know, I was always one of these people that no matter who I was with, it was like, I'm not here for money. You know, I was always a caregiver. I always made sure that I made income, whatever, you know, I always made sure that I was a provider. So it's been very, very hard for me. May the 6th will make a year that I've not been able to work. And it's been very emotionally and physically overwhelming. Because literally, um, what was it? A month before my husband and I got married, he had to take over everything. He had to take over providing for me and three children that he did not, you know, help bring into this world. He had to take over bills that was just my home at the time. You know, now it's our home. You know, we're married. This is our home. But he had to take on all of that. Plus, he has, you know, my two bonus kids. He has them. And I feel like... I feel like that I've let him down and that that I have let my children down but I also know that if I continue physically working that I'm eventually going to be to where that I won't be able to do my housework or a little bit I can tolerate. I won't be able to tolerate it all. So I keep pushing myself to do the household work. Like this morning washing dishes and I try not to break down but I broke down crying because the pain is so bad. When someone tells you that being hurt physically does not take a toll on you mentally, I'm here to tell you it does. It truly, truly does. And the thing about it is, your first thoughts are going to be, well, Christina, you could do a sit-down job. But this is what you don't know. If I sit for more than 10, 15 minutes, I go numb from the waist down. My toes turn blue. And my feet get extremely cold. To the point that even a heated blanket is 
you know, like it takes sometimes an hour to two hours to get them back to where that they need to be. If I go from a sitting position to a standing position or standing position to a sitting position, a lot of times I scream without even meaning to, but you can't help it because you get this instant pain. You just can't help it. I don't know why I'm talking about this. I guess I, this is a venting session. Like I needed, I needed to talk to someone, but not necessarily have, like I didn't really necessarily need anyone talking back to me, I guess. And like, I don't want to bother my husband with all this because I know that he, I know that he is stressing it as well. So I don't want to bother him with all this. But I'm here to tell you, karma will come back and bite you, and it will bite you hard. And I say this because my mama, I would say all the time that she could do more than what she does, that I understand her back hurts, but she could still do more. But honestly, maybe she can't. And maybe she really can't. And I, maybe this is just God's way of letting me know that I should have been more compassionate and more understanding and honestly more helpful with her, you know, for her when I was more able to do so because here I am now. In pretty much the same situation physically. And she can't help me. Because she can't even do it for herself. So she can't help me. So I have my 10 year old. <laughs> I have my little 10 year old. She helps me. Get my laundry out of my washer. And put it into my dryer. She helps empty the dryer. I have this little robot that vacuums my floors so that I don't have to sweep it every day. Because on the days that I go through and I sweep the entire house and I mop the entire house, like, I feel like my body's pulling apart. It's been really hard. You really truly take a lot of things for granted when you're young and when you're young you judge a lot of people that are older or have physical disabilities or mental disabilities you'll judge them in a way that you are not because it can and it will come back on you and it may even come back on you tenfold I'm 29 years old. I've never, if you would have asked me 
what I would be doing with my life right now a couple years ago I would have told you that I would be working in the medical field taking care of others doing everything that I could because that was my plan but instead here I am 29 years old barely managing to take care of my home and my three children that are here every other week I don't know why I did this session like I said I guess I just needed to to have a breakdown I needed I don't know I needed to vent but I also needed you guys to know that it's okay to feel this way. It's okay to go in a room by yourself or go out to your car or wherever you need to go and have that breakdown. But just don't stay there. Don't stay there. Life is going to knock us down daily. The devil is going to come in and he is going to make us think that we can't make it that we can't do it he has been in my head so much i didn't take my bible with me when my father-in-law died i didn't even take my bible with me to read while i stayed at my mother-in-law's i had been reading my bible daily i start my day with my bible i got out of the routine of getting up and reading my Bible Thursday and Friday, I didn't even take my daughter to school. I never let my child miss. I couldn't get out of bed. Like I literally, I literally cannot bring myself to get out of bed. I have been sleeping before the kids come back from their dads, I was sleeping to 2.30, 3 o'clock in the evening. I would move from the bed to the couch so that my husband could sleep in here uninterrupted. And I would go on the couch and I would sleep until he got up. Not realizing that I was falling in. A really big state of depression and that I was headed for a literal breakdown up until this morning when I woke up and I had this terrible migraine and I had my crying breakdown in the kitchen trying to wash my dishes and I had that really really bad headache and then I took my regular meds my daily medicine and then I decided to take my medicine for my migraine that I only take as needed because I get really bad migraines. The thing about it was it wasn't a migraine. It's just stress. It's my nerves is what it is. It's that I'm literally having a breakdown today. It's been coming for a couple weeks and it's coming out today and tomorrow I'll probably be fine 
then again, I might have another crying day tomorrow. I might be sick again tomorrow. And then I might be fine the next day. I don't know. I have so many people. I've had so many people message me about my podcast. Are you still doing your podcast? Yes, but I've I've had to take a break. Why did I have to take a break? Because I was not okay myself. I didn't want to get on here and have a full session like this. This is not how I wanted this to go. Not at all. But you know what? Sometimes, well, actually all the time, it's not about how we want it to go. It's about how God wants it to go. So for whatever reason, someone somewhere needs this. And you need to know that it's it's okay. It's okay to have a breakdown. It's okay to cry. You don't have to cry in front of anyone. But at the same time, if you do, there's no shame in it. There's no shame in it. It's okay. Cry. Scream to the top of your lungs. Whatever you have to do to get it out. I'm still praying for all of you guys. If you have messaged me or whatever and you've asked me for prayers, I still am. You guys pray for me that this week will be better. That I can get back on track the way that I'm supposed to be with the Lord. The kids and I we're coming home the other night from town. It was Wednesday. And this truck in front of me, coming down 15, we got behind it right there. I don't know if it had pulled out from South Fork or what, but literally, we got behind it right past South Fork, right before the Bailey Center there on Highway 15. And it was going really slow, so I kept a distance. Like, there could have at least be a, another vehicle, maybe two in between us. And I thought it was acting strange, but I was like, you know, maybe it had just pulled out is what I thought because it was going so slow or whatever. And um, I was doing maybe 35, 40 mile an hour. That's how slow it was going there on Highway 15. And all of a sudden... It starts locking its vehicle up like it would just slam on its brakes. And it would startle me. So I would slam on mine, you know, because it would scare me. And then all of a sudden, it would just tromp it. Like it would push the gas pedal down and it would just speed off in front of me. And so I was like, what in the world? The first time it done it, I was like, huh. Well, I guess they're going on now or whatever, you know. But then, as we got on up to, you know, going on 15, it done it several more times. And I'm like, what is going on here? At one point, I had to put my arm in front of my daughter because I slammed my brakes so hard because it scared me that, like, I was scared. And I didn't realize it until after I got home 
and I got to actually gather myself that I was literally having a PTSD moment like I was having a flashback I was scared to death um come to find out I knew the guy my husband knew the guy um he actually called the cops on me and said that um I was riding his bumper and he kept slowing down to try to let me pass but I never would pass and then he said that I passed him and I waved a gun at him and I shot at him said that I shot his vehicle I followed him home and shot his vehicle didn't shoot his vehicle probably should have shot every tire on it out and my husband's like Christina you would have felt bad if you'd have done that and I was like well yeah I probably would have you know but still you know he scared the crap out of me and after I realized you know after the cops came to my house three carloads of cops two state troopers in a county and scared the crap out of me I was like why did he do that after you know they told me who it was I was like why was he doing that why you know why is he doing this but I have prayed really hard really really hard over this whole situation but that literally like I had flashbacks I didn't know who it was I didn't understand why they were locking their vehicle up in front of me and then like trumping on the gas and then locking it up again i didn't understand you know all i knew was i had to protect me and my three children and i didn't know what was going on but when you have been in a relationship to where that you literally have voicemails of your husband leaving you a voicemail saying that he would hunt you all night and blow your brains out when something that people would think oh i'm giving them a break check or uh they were riding my bumper or whatever or they're just playing around acting you know crazy because men are are dumb some of them you know whatever his intentions was i don't know what his intentions was i'm thinking maybe an insurance job but it just didn't work out for him i don't know but um Stuff like that can really, something that you don't realize can really send someone in a backward spiral, can really truly affect them. And not only did it scare me, but it scared my daughter, my 10-year-old. It didn't freak out my 4-year-old like it did my 10-year-old, but it really scared my 10-year-old. And like I was panicking as well, and I guess she saw I was panicking and she started panicking too. And then when three carloads of cops pull into my driveway and my three children are here and they're thinking mommy's going to jail, what did mommy do? You know, I mean, it's scary. But that's how the world is. That's why that we need the Lord every single day. And every single thing that we do, we need God. Because that whole situation could have went completely, completely different. If the Lord hadn't have intervened, it all could have went complete different for everyone involved. We could have ended up in a really bad accident. I'm sure there would have been a multiple car accident because there was vehicles behind me. There was vehicles in front of him. 
you know, and like it could have been really bad. People could have lost their lives. But um, that's what happens when you're a child of God. I was so scared at that at that time. I didn't even pray. Like I was literally, that's what I'm saying, like PTSD does to you. Like it sends you in a backward spiral. And all I kept thinking was, who is that? Why are they doing this to me? And I was like, I know it's not my husband. You know, like I'm not afraid that he's going to do anything to harm me anymore. Like I don't have that fear anymore. But what I, what I have is PTSD in it. Like it triggers, like it's like a trigger. Things like that can be a trigger to what scares you or what you're afraid of or what you've been through and it makes you have flashback so it's not that I'm afraid of him anymore that I'm afraid he's going to do any harm to me because I don't have that fear anymore I did for years but I don't anymore because we're at a good place now and we do co-parent really well for our children and we both have our children's best interests at heart now whereas before we didn't but like Things like that can send you backwards and it makes things trigger. And so like that could have went really bad. But here I was trying to rack my brain and I was like, who drives this vehicle? Who could that be? Why would they be doing this? You know, why are they locking their vehicle up in front of me? Like, why why are they doing this? What is going on? Like, do they think I'm someone else? Like, you know, do they know my vehicle? Do they think maybe this is my husband? Like, you know, what, do they think this is someone else's vehicle? Like, what is, you know, because my car is pretty distinguished. Like, I have, you know, a specific license plate. I have several decals in my back window. Like, my car is pretty specific because a lot of people have a vehicle like mine. Same color and all. But my car is pretty distinguished, you know. Like, it has pretty distinguished markings. And so I'm like, man, why, why is this happening? Like, what's going on here? But it's a life, life lesson because no matter what you're facing, the Lord will take care of it. You just have to lean on him. You have to trust in him. And even though I've had a really rough few days and, like, my nerves was bothering me so bad today that literally I was vomiting. And that happens, you know, sometimes when I get really stressed out and I get really upset and my nerves and stuff bother me, then I do. But the Lord will take control. Sometimes we don't even have to speak. Sometimes it takes a breakdown to get through to the Lord what you need. And it's okay. It's okay not to always be okay. But always get back up and keep going no matter what. Don't let the devil fight you while you're down. Telling you that you can't go on or you can't do it. Or to go ahead and finish and give up. Because the Lord will always bring you through. If you just wait on him. And trust in him to do so. But I feel like I'm at the end here of whatever was meant to be said. I guess it's been said. And 
pray that we can get this, that I will get this back on track and up and going because I need this myself as well. I love all of you guys and thank you so much for always being my supporters and my listeners. You have no clue how much it means to me every time that I click on my app and I see that there's been another play on one of my episodes or there's another subscriber. It really, really warms my heart and it makes me think, makes me feel like that I'm doing something right. But I love you guys and I will catch you in the next episode. May God bless you.